Hey, Michael here. Welcome to Acquisitions Anonymous. Uh, we have a really fun episode. Uh, I spent about 45 minutes uh, with JK Molina, uh, who is a master at all things Twitter. And we went in talking about how small business owners and personalities can leverage the platform really well. Um, you know, some episodes of different podcasts you want to listen to at one and a half times speed. Uh, this was one of those ones that was so action-packed um, with facts, you almost want to listen to it at half speed. So um, I hope you'll enjoy this one. I really enjoyed it. Uh, first, a word from our sponsors, and then we'll get started with JK. Hey, everybody. Michael here. want to talk to you a bit about uh, one of our very welcome sponsors for today's episode. Uh, it's the folks at Moore Staffing, um, specifically Greg and his team uh, over there have been a great friend of the podcast. And and what Moore helps people do, and you can find them at morenow.co, uh, on the internet, you know, what they help small business owners do kind of goes above and beyond what you're seeing other folks doing in helping uh, small business owners like you build overseas teams, uh, specifically in the Philippines. And what they do is they're helping helping you find not only the people that are basic individual contributors and oftentimes virtual assistants and that sort of thing overseas, but going above and beyond that and helping small businesses really upskill and hire strong competency and experience you know, at a, at a discount overseas. So um, a lot of that is uh, hiring director and manager level folks, people that can you know, really meet the needs of, of what you need in terms of running a complex business with complex needs and stuff like that. So a lot of these folks are very experienced, have been in industry for a long time. So um, it, it, in the end, makes your life you know, a lot easier by hiring, by hiring great people and experienced people in that way. So. Um, you know, given what's going on with COVID and, and remote work becoming more normalized and more things getting pushed into different corners of the globe, um, more has turned into a great resource for a number of folks. I know a number of uh, listeners of our podcast have signed up as customers there, and we're grateful to Greg and his team. You can find them at morenow.co. Um, take a look there. Tell them we sent you. Um, and if you're starting to build not only you know, a basic fundamental level of team overseas, but you want to bring on people who are more experienced as well. Um, this is a great resource to go check out and definitely friends of the pod. So thanks to them and check them out morenow.co. All right. Welcome to Acquisitions Anonymous. Uh, JK, love to get started with you taking about a minute and introducing yourself, who you are and what you do. What's up, everyone? I'm JK Molina. I'm a writer on Twitter. I'm a ghostwriter for some uh, for entrepreneurs, and I'm a SaaS founder at TweetHunter. So TweetHunter is a way you can schedule tweets and grow your Twitter and monetize it. And I just, I just really like Twitter. I'm kind of addicted to this thing, and it's kind of why I'm here now. So um, I'm glad yeah. to talk Twitter and how to use it to grow. Yeah, well, super cool. Well, I, and I admire your account not only because you have more followers than me. I, I checked before this episode; you're at ninety-two thousand, and I'm almost. I'm like five hundred away from ninety, um, which I don't think. They don't give us like any of those like cool things you get when you get a million views or anything like that on YouTube. You just get, you just get more followers and you go on. Yeah. So, um, so I'd love to start with like, like, um, you know, I'm I'm a lot older than you, at least looking at the picture. Um, either that or you have really good skincare. But what, um, you know, what what has been your journey kind of getting into Twitter? Like, what made you love the place so much? Yeah. So um, when I first started on Twitter, it was like 2020, like nothing going on, like you know, everything shut down. So I was like, just browsing between apps. And like, I had this job wasn't making this much at the time. And I, I saw like people just making like ridiculous amounts of Twitter, like 100k a month, yeah. like 200k. A month. I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> what's going on, right? So I started getting into it. And I started getting some followers, like trying to sell some services. 
And the real turning point came one time when this guy named Lawrence King, he tweeted something about Gillette. So Gillette, the razor company, has like 130,000 followers at the time, right? But mm-hmm. they only get like three to four likes per post. And the Gillette social media manager is getting paid like 80K a year. And I'm looking at it and Lawrence says, like, if they're going to pay 80K a year to someone to do this, how much would they pay you if you're slightly better at the job? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, that makes sense. So I just started hitting up people uh, like, yo, I'm going to write for you. I can write for you. I could just grow your account. And the good thing about that, it's because Twitter's like, and you know, this Twitter's like so dense in connections. Like there's so many big players in this space. One tweet or one thread was opening a lot of opportunities for the clients. So then I just kept going and going and going. And that was like the ghostwriting side of the business. And I grew to a certain point, right? And then the tweet hunter part of the business, the SaaS, was when these two guys, uh, Thibault and Tama, they're from France, they already built this tool. And they were like, they just had it built, but they didn't have any much revenue at the time. And they wanted me to try it like for free. And I was, I was seeing it. And these, this SaaS is the exact same process that I used to write, like, like straight up. That's, that's my process. In 10 apps, they did what I, in one. So I was like, okay, well, how about I take equity in this thing instead of trying it for free and I become your marketing guy and we just push it that way. So in a way, like two of my big discoveries on Twitter, the ghostwriting and the SaaS world came from lucky breaks and just tweeting, tweeting, tweeting. So yeah, I'm very blessed to be in this position and that's why I'm here today. Yeah, that's awesome. So you, you touched on a lot of different stuff. But like, it seems like there's two types of like um, people who are doing business on Twitter. And there's, there's the folks that are building an audience to try to build a business around that, which is kind of your journey. Um, and then there's the other side of it where there's existing businesses that are trying to leverage the power of Twitter. So maybe we could take those like one at a time. So let's say like you're an existing business or business persona. Like what is the, what do you see as the path for like, you know, a regular business, like a SaaS company or um, a main street business, like a plumbing company or something like that. Like is Twitter a powerful thing for them and, or who is it, who does it work for and who doesn't it work for in your your opinion? Yeah. Okay. So in my opinion, I never like to grow brands. There's very few brands that play the game. Well, like Wendy's plays it well, uh, if you see them Mm -hmm. on Twitter, but in my opinion, the big part of Twitter or the big power of Twitter is when you grow a founder and from a founder, you channel people into what you do, right? So if you're maybe, maybe you're a plumbing company, right? You could show people how you as a person, as Michael built the plumbing company, and then people that like plumbing will connect with you. So you're not exactly getting, you know, sales for what you're doing, but you're getting the connection that will lead to long, like longer term sales. So in my opinion, the most powerful Twitter feature is the DM and your profile because it shows people what you're doing and then the real money is going to come in the long term not so much in the short term in real quick sales it's going to come in connections that build up from all the content you've put out does that make sense yeah yeah, i dig it well and i think to go back to the very first thing you said which i think is really important was like it's not you know people want to take like joe's plumbing company and put that on twitter Right. And that nobody gives a crap about Joe's plumbing company. They want to know what's going on with Joe and Joe being a real person on there. And, you know, to some extent, it's this idea that kind of marketing has changed. Like you have to be they the world wants you to be genuine. They want you to be a real human. 
and and not build your hide behind some brand right like it's who's who's the real human here that you know i love i love that point so like so like are you in your business are you like coaching people to like go through that process and rethink because i know like gary v does that like i talked to one of gary's beast people and he was like oh like go do go do it this way like how how do you think about that in terms of say your ghostwriting clients like are you working with them to not only like build content, but also like build out their strategy and stuff like that? Or, or how does that go down with you? I'm, I'm just trying to get them connections. But the mm -hmm. to to make a point and really nail down what you said before about Joe's plumbing company, I, I don't know who tweeted this, but I thought it was really cool. It said Instagram is where people pretend to be brands and Twitter is where brands mm -hmm. pretend to be people. And <laughs> and I feel like that's really good. Twitter is a more personal space. It's more real, you know, so it's yeah. it's harder to grow brands. On Instagram, everything's super fake. Or LinkedIn. I, well, I'm I'm not that versed into LinkedIn, but from what I've seen, <laughs> from what I've seen, it's just completely fake, right? But Twitter is a little yeah. bit more real. Okay, so there's that. My thing with clients is, uh, so I'm again, I'm in a blessed position. In the beginning, was okay. I'm gonna try to get you sales, right? I only was working for people who had like seven hundred dollar courses, one thousand dollar courses. Right. And I didn't need much at the time. I was making $250 a month. So I was like, dude, I just, I just need one client at 500 bucks. To just, just eat well, you know? So I was like, okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's more of, um, it's people who don't need the money. Those are the people I really write for. It's people who are like, dude, like all I want is a connection. Like I'm not going to sell a course. I'm not going to sell whatever I want. I want a connection. And the way we do that. And I think the big takeaway that anybody can get from listening to this it's that people focus too much when it comes to social media, they focus too much on the visible scoreboard instead of the invisible scoreboard. So they'll look mm -hmm. at engagement, likes and comments. And you, I, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I check my likes, I check my comments. And when it, it, something doesn't do well, I get bummed. And it's like, fuck, this is not performing well, <laughs> right? It, it just happens. <laughs> but people don't never take care of the invisible scoreboard, which is how much money you make and how well connected you are. Right. Yeah. So I, I feel like if there was a, if you flipped it and you actually could see how much money people make, nobody like growth guides would disappear overnight because nobody would care. Everybody would care. Okay. How do I actually monetize this thing? Which is important. One. Yeah. And the big, the thing about Twitter is if you focus too much on growth and you're like 10 books that will 10x your productivity or 15 Elon Musk posts that'll change your life, like what does that tell people that you do? is you're good at researching Elon Musk quotes. You can write book reports? Yeah, that's, just, that's it. That, that's all, right? And instead of what I try to do and what I tell people to do is prove your competence. What are you good at and how can you prove it? Those are testimonials, A to Bs, how to's, uh, what have you done for other people, transformation pictures, because proving your competence combined with Twitter's like super high value user, because I don't know who said this, but I agree with it. Like one Twitter user is like 10, it's like 10 TikTok users in value. Yeah. So you combine proving your competence with how valuable each user is, and you're going to, you're going to make money. Like there's, there's no way you don't, but you need to, you need to prove it first and you need to trade some engagement in the beginning for that. And that's what I think people don't get. Yeah. So one thing like. So I'm Gen X, like, I don't know if you saw it, I wrote a, a thread about Gen X, but anyway, like I'm middle-aged and then there's the generation older than me, like the boomers, like 
for most people, when I talk to my friends, so I'm 47, like when I talk to my friends, they're like, I can't believe you put so much stuff on the internet. Like, I can't believe you tell people all that stuff. And like, I think fundamentally what you're saying is, and I agree with it, like for Twitter to work, you have to do that. You have to be like a real person, human, you know, and show your whole self out there. Like, how often are you running into people of my generation who are just totally confused by this? Like, they just, they can't do it or you're, you're having to convince them like, hey, you should like, like demonstrate your competence, like put stuff out there. And like, I can think of like three, like, like big, big producers, like on Twitter that are like my age. Cause like, I think we're just generationally pretty scared. Like, so how often are you running into this and what advice do you have for these people that I, that are terrified to tell people what their goals are or what they're doing and that sort of thing? Okay. Well, one is follow Michael and do whatever he's doing because it's working. <laughs> All right. So, so Twitter works a lot like, like a high school. Right. And yeah. the way the way I what I mean by that is there's these little clicks and everybody goes to these clicks and somehow there will be one cool guy and everybody wants to be friends with the cool guy. And it happened when Ryan Breslow, uh, the CEO of Vault, joined Twitter to everybody it wasn't Ryan Breslow. But everybody right. wanted to see his stuff. Right. So the card that you have, I mean, you may not be as tech savvy as other people. And realistically, learning how to use Twitter isn't hard. OK, so but if. The card that you can use is that you already have so much experience, so much competence. So the question I asked to all my clients before I even write for them, and I've written for some older dudes too, I asked, what have you done that people think is impressive? Number one, with figures. And I asked them that question. Yeah. And I tell them, list them. So they'll list them, right? I built this business. I did this company. I took this from A to B. I did this testimonial. I made this transformation. And then from that credibility, you tell people, this is what I did. Like, you are the cool guy. Like, you've actually done. Like, like little, I don't want to say little, but the younger generation, they have a lot of energy. They have a lot of knowledge. They don't have that much expertise and credibility. You may not have that much, like, leverage and knowledge, but you have all the expertise. So people will want to like you, right? People want to be like you, but you need to learn how to humble flex and prove that you're you actually did something before so how do you do that what threads just threads yeah just write threads write threads write threads and explain how to do stuff yeah yeah so um so tell me about this idea of a humble flex like explain it to me like i'm a boomer okay so yeah okay so you don't want to reveal your power level you don't want to say oh i'm i made seven million two hundred thousand last year no you want what you want to do is you want to make a little bit uh like finesse it, right? So let's say mm -hmm. let's say you have two million, right? Instead of saying, "Hey guys, I have two million," you could say, "If I have one million dollars in the bank, here's how I would turn it into two in fourteen months." Do these seven exact same steps, right? Stuff like that, right? Maybe you could share pictures mm -hmm. about what you've done. Maybe you could share how much you made that day, because what you made in a day doesn't exactly show what you made in an entire year. Maybe you could show projections. You can share your goals. You don't have to reveal your power level. But you do need to show people like, hey, I'm actually good at what I do, right? And um, a big, big part of that is who you associate with and who you comment on. So if you end up commenting on younger audiences or people who are just about platitudes and mindset and books and stuff, you're probably not going to get what you want. But if you comment on mm -hmm. all the VCs, all the verified checks, and you are active in those spaces, then you probably get what you want way faster. You know, again, don't trade the invisible for the visible. Yeah, dig it. So, 
so let's say I'm a business owner, right? And I, I want to, what, what are the like five steps I should go through to understand like is Twitter for me? And if so, like, then where do I take it from there to start to develop a plan and then implement it um, to succeed on the platform and benefit from it? Okay. Before that, what, what do you, what do you consider succeed on the platform? I don't know if that's a great question. Like, how do I figure out what success is? Well, I mean, there's, so let's, let's take a, let's take a, a straw man here. Like, let's say that you are, um, let's say you're uh, somebody that is a practicing attorney specializing in a particular type of law, right? Um, and for you getting out there and networking with folks and potentially getting more clients is beneficial to you. So like, what, um, how would you, how would you think about that for, for a potential, you know, power user of Twitter or somebody going down that path. Okay. So success is getting clients, right? Success is getting people who buy your yeah. stuff. Okay. So I think this is a good point. You need to think about what you want out of the platform. Yeah. Like, is that kind of point number one? Okay. Yeah. I love it. Well, I, I guess so. When, by the way, if your goal is to get followers, you're doing it wrong. Your goal is to either make money or be well-connected. Like that's, that's uh, -huh. uh, yeah. Make money or be well-connected. Followers are just bad match because they really don't matter. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I would focus on, Okay, so you want to get you want to get people to buy your stuff. First thing, you start with your buyer. Your buyer should answer three questions. The first thing it should answer is what have you done? That gives you credibility. The second one is what are you building? That gives you relatability. And the third one is what can you do for other people? That gives people a reason to follow. So you do all those three things. If you look at my bio, that's exactly how it's set up. And some of the best buyers are like that. I really liked it. And follow like honestly. I don't get as many impressions as other people, but I grow at the same pace as them. I just feel like it's because of a good buyer. So that's how you do it, yeah. right? Um, if you have a profile picture, I recommend having a face. Even if it's not your face and people like to go anonymous, I still recommend a face of some sort. I used to have my back. Mm -hmm. didn't really grow that much. But when I changed to my face, then it uh, it's just more relatable. Three is you need to prove, uh, you need to write, you need to write threads. And this is where we're going to get a little bit controversial. I believe, I believe, right, that if you're just starting out and if you're just starting out, you should absolutely just pay for reach, just pay for retweets. That's what I believe in if you're just starting out. The reason is, okay, you're going you're gonna to tweet something and it's absolute fire. Who's going to see it, right? Yeah. What I think... You should do is if you have friends, right? The way I grew in the beginning was I just engaged with everyone who had the audience that I'd like to have. Eventually, some people noticed me, but it took too long. Like, bro, it took too long. Right? <laughs> if I were someone else, I'd make a list who has the audience that I'd like to have. And I would engage with them for like a couple of weeks, right? Make friends with them, talk to them. By the way, the way you send a DM, in my opinion, is you either prove to people that you can make them money or you can make them smarter. Or you can make their life better. If you ask yeah. those three questions and the answer is you can't to those three, then you don't DM them. So that's how you connect. And okay, so you make connections with them and then you're going to ask them for retweets when you post your threads. Now, we talk a lot about threads. What is a good thread, right? The algorithm has been like constantly like bombarded with a lot of but we want to make yours seem more valuable than other people's. So when you write a thread, you should have just, in my opinion, one thing in mind, one main thing in mind, which is the perceived value of your thread should be higher than the commitment of opening it. So I'm going to say that again. The perceived value 
of your thread should be higher than the commitment of opening it. So I would, I'll make an example, right? Uh, let's say, here's how you grow to 10,000 followers thread. That's okay. Right? That's a, oh, an okay title. But if I could make it better to make the perceived value higher than a commitment of opening it, I would say, I paid $25,000 in Twitter coaching and they all taught me this 10 lessons. Open this thread and I'll give it all away for free. See, see what I mean? The first one was like, I'll just open the thread. The second one was, dude, like, if you don't open this, you're actually stupid. You're saying no to $25,000 worth of lessons. You know, it's like fucking open this thing. Bar Barrett O'Neill has a really good one. Yeah. I'm trying to remember it, but it, it says something like this sales script has generated $12 million in revenue. It has six steps. I detailed the six steps below. Copy this for your own system. Yep. And it's like, how, how can you not open it? Right. And then it's like, yeah. okay, this, uh, let's say you're, you're an attorney, right? These five, I, I don't know shit about law. Okay. So I'm just going to say that. <laughs> but these, these, are the five cases or the five laws that have won me the most cases or the five questions that I've asked that have won me the most cases. This could save you in your next lawsuit. Open this if you don't want to lose money. You know what I mean? It's like you have to make your thread look like if you don't open this, you're an actual idiot. Just read it. So uh, combine the threads with a good bio, buy retweets on it, and I'd be actually surprised if in three months you don't get a lot of people DMing you. If you're actually good and you prove your competence, I'd be surprised if you don't get people DMing you, asking you to like work for them. Yeah, super interesting. So, um, so let's say let's say people are coming from the other end of the spectrum, which is like you're you have no business, right? And you're coming on and you're trying to build a business there. Like, is the formula still the same way or does it change? Because I've, I've seen pictures of you and then you have a friend that you guys go to the gym together and take pictures of <laughs> on Twitter. It's awesome, by the way. Um, I forgot what his name is, but he, he's your, he's another, he's a ghostwriter for folks helping them with their Twitter accounts. Like, so is the, is the approach the same way? Like if you want to create a business on Twitter, being a service provider or an agency, like, do you go down the same path or is it, is it different as you think about those type of, those type of use cases? Yeah. That guy was uh, Dakota Robertson. Shout out Dakota at Runks to Right on Twitter. Great guy. I live with him. But um, okay. So if you're not in that process, right, you're just building. You go on YouTube and search for Jack Butcher's, I think it's called Feedback Loop or um, any, anyway. So the thing is, there's a lot of circles, right? Change to each other. And in the middle circle are you. There's you. Okay. So we feel like we don't have anything to teach. But when we learn something, there's always going to be someone who knows more of it. And there's always going to be someone who knows less of it. And for you to build an audience, you don't need to be an expert in your topic. You just need to be better than the people you're teaching it to. So that kind of cures yeah. imposter syndrome because information that's basic to you is life-changing information for other people. You know, so here's how the strategy would change. If you don't have a skill and if you're not like... You don't have anything like, oh, man, I'm not like the big guys, whatever, right? Just just learn and report what you learn. Like, uh, this tweet is, like, overused, but everybody's actually figuring it out. Everybody's actually figuring it out as they go. So see what you're learning, write about what you're learning, right? Eventually, you're going to get people who are like, dude, like, even though that's not A-plus level, 
even though that's a B minus level of skill, I'm still paying a shit ton of money for a level that's at a D level. So it might as well pay you, right? So you don't, you don't need to be an expert. You just need to be better than the people you're teaching it to. And the strategy is kind of the same after that. So the first one comes from the mind, which you are the things you already know, to the first guy who's already rich and already reputable. The second one comes uh, from what you're learning. And honestly, that's, we're all learning, right? It's just, yeah. it's, this is just a big limiting belief, but uh, that's another huge topic, but you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, Michael here, and we're going to take a quick break and hear from one of our sponsors. Sponsor today is Beyond 8 Figures podcast. It's beyond8figures.com. It's a podcast where entrepreneurs and experts speak up on the topics related to business and life in general. Each week, each week, the host, Andrew Lawrence, is joined by interviewees from different backgrounds to discuss what helped them get ahead while succeeding at entrepreneurship. You'll learn how these people achieve success by exploring their personal journeys along the way, both professionally and emotionally. So make sure you check them out. And I've listened to a couple episodes. It's, it's really fun. It's generally more positive than the Acquisitions Anonymous podcast, where we typically just poop on deals. So um, give those guys uh, give those guys a listen. And thanks so much for supporting the podcast. Now I dig it. Well, so I want to dig in a little bit. So there's there's the path of kind of doing it yourself, which I do because uh, I enjoy it, and I also have a glut, uh, I'm a glutton for punishment. Then, then like I get hit up all the time by like people that want to be paid ghostwriters for Twitter. Like, oh, here I'll come write stuff for you. And I've played around with these folks. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm learning how to use them well and not use them well. It's not gone very well for me. <laughs> people don't give me good stuff. Um, so, you know, some of that is because I think they, you know, I've been coached them, like repackage some of the ideas I've already put out there and just make it sound better. Like, and then sometimes they give me their own ideas. I'm like, that's a boring idea. But like, how, do, you know, what is the universe of kind of ghostwriters for Twitter look like? And like, like, are they a good idea? Is it a bad idea? And when, or, or when is it a good idea and a bad idea? If you wanted to become a ghostwriter? Or you wanted to hire one? No, no. Like, yeah, let's say I'm a business owner in the world of ghostwriters. Like, how should I think about the world of ghostwriters out there? If you're already rich, get a ghostwriter. So if if not, then then not. That that That's usually how it goes. Just because you're not going to hire a ghostwriter because it's going to get you sales. You're going to hire a ghostwriter because they're going to give you uh, networks, ne like network effect. But to be fair, there's like, very few competent Twitter ghostwriters. So it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's hard. It's hard. Like hiring one good one is hard. But if you wanted to create your own stuff, uh, it's really not that hard. Like creating your own stuff isn't, it's not going to take you like an hour a day. It could take you like 15 minutes a day. And it could be as simple yeah. as uh, just maybe you, all right, so you could pay someone, pay a VA, hey, collect the best. Uh, Collect the best threads by JK and Michael. Collect the best threads by Sahil and Shan and Sampar and everyone. And just bring them to me. And when you see those threads, you'll start to analyze patterns. There are certain uh, tweet titles. There are certain, uh, certain formats that always hit well. So all you do is you grab those formats. Those are like molds. And then you fill them with what you already know. It really, it's not that complicated. Twitter is a game of saying yeah. one thing a thousand different ways. All you need to do is find yours. I'm so bored by that though. Like, like I think, and I've I've gotten to where I'm like repackaging my same stuff because I know like when I was a smaller account, like now I need to 
you know, have the opportunity to say the same stuff again. But like, how do you, how should I feel about being bored by saying the same thing over and over? It's where I would be a terrible author because I cannot imagine going on a book tour and saying the same 14, four things over and over again, like I, in, in 80 cities, like it, it just, I would, I would poke my eyes out. Like, how do I get over this? Like, how do I just, you know, how do I get better? Well, maybe you're just passionate for this thing because I feel the same way. I like creating new stuff. But uh, yeah. this this was for the ghost, for the people that are like, they're, they don't have time to do, like, let, let's just be honest. We're, we're fucking addicted to this thing and it's an issue sometimes. <laughs> so, so maybe, maybe this is for the non-addicts. This is for the healthy people. But for us, Michael, yeah, we need to keep creating new stuff or we'll get bored. But if you're not addicted, then you know the advice. Perfect. Okay. So, I mean, I think you talk about this idea that actually producing and building an audience and therefore, if you want to, and building connections and or channeling it into selling stuff, like it doesn't cost as much time as people think it does. Um, actually, people ask me, they're like, how much time do you spend like writing stuff? I'm like, very little. Like something will come up that's interesting. Like I put it in there and it shows up at some point, like um, later on in my feed, like, so that that's there. But I think, I think that's what is cool about what you're doing, the tweet hunter business. And maybe tell us a little bit about that and how, how, how it can be used to just like knock out a week's worth of tweets in 20 minutes. Right. Which is, um, some, some of what I've seen. Yeah. So the way I do it is it's a three-step process when, when you want to get a good tweet and this is the boring, but efficient route because it does work, but you see a tweet that already went viral. Step one. Step two is you think, what's the idea behind the tweet? And three, you write something similar, okay? So I'll give you an example. We have seen the tweet, and you, the listener, have seen the tweet about, oh, I don't want riches. I want time and wealth. I don't care about money. All I want is wealth. You've seen that shit a billion times. You've seen it. Time stop. billionaire. Time billionaire. Yeah. Or, or you've seen the... Um, Oh, if, if um, tell me why schools will teach you about uh, stem cells, but they won't teach you how to manage your money and pay taxes. You've seen that shit a billion times, right? So <laughs> what does that tell you? It tells you that it works, right? You've seen the threads about, oh, I spent 10 years in tech. Here are my 10 lessons. Oh, what does that tell you? That the 10 lessons fucking works. So you, oh, you go on the tweets that have already went viral, and you think, yeah. What's the idea behind this tweet? Then you remix it with what you already know. And that is literally it. People overcomplicate it and pay tens of thousands of dollars in Twitter coaching to know this one detail. Dude, I, I, I literally have people in the cohort right now. And I tell them, okay, guys, this sentence is going to really summarize all the cohort for you. Just tweet more and tweet well. And I just tell them that. And it's working. So all you have to do is see what's already working. Remix it, tweet it. So the thing about Tweet yeah. Hunter is it has two million tweets already saved up. We collected with the, with the AI, so you can write up. Let's say you're in marketing, you can write up marketing. You can see the best tweets of all time about marketing, and then because they worked, all you need to do is tweak them a little bit, add your sauce to it, add a spin to it, and it will probably work for you. So Tweet Hunter is a place. It's it's a scheduler, yeah, and it'll retweet your stuff and it'll help you like get more engagement, sure, but it's a place for inspiration. So you can go there and you can say something new, something fresh, and you will never run out of ideas. Because what you want to do in Twitter is you don't want to become irrelevant. Once you start, you don't stop. Once you start, you got to keep tweeting. 
right? So you want to have something to put at the top of the feed every time, which just makes it easier. We just accept that it's just easier when you see other great content, you just not copy it, yeah. but spin off it. Yeah. Totally dig it. Yeah. And I, I use the product um, and thanks for, thanks for being here and thanks for building it. It's helped me and like a pretty somewhat viral thread I had go with, we're investing opportunities for small business owners. Like that was cause I was on the tool and I was like, you know what? I think people will be interested in, in that. And it was because I took another idea that I had seen from somebody and I was like, oh, like, cause it was suggested investing opportunities for something else. And I was like, oh, I, I know how I invest, but you know, shit happened. Anyway, super cool. Um, so one thing I want to dig into, and I think people catch on to this on Twitter and you use the, the high school metaphor to describe Twitter, like high school to me kind of sucked. Like I didn't like that whole clicky thing and all that kind of stuff. So I actually feel kind of yucky when I'm playing the game, you know, like there's the game where people are replying to popular accounts, threads, or like engaging with them and kissing their butt and retweeting. Like I have no problem when it's genuine, but a lot of times like it feels fake, you know, I'm just like, ah, like, I don't want to be fake. Like that's the last thing I want to be in life. So like, how should I, or somebody else think about like this Twitter game and high school? And I just, I just, I look at it. I'm like, I'm too old for this. Like, how, how should I think about this? Be very competent at what you do. And then people will want to engage with you instead of you engaging with them. Yeah. That's my thing. Like, um, so I have a friend, Joey, right? He's a performance coach. And he was telling me like, dude, my, my engagement's not that good. I'm not doing well. I'm like, okay, go in your clients, ask them to say something positive about you on Twitter and retweet them. And then a week later, then like, dude, like all my tweets are hitting a hundred plus likes. It's like, yeah, because like your tweets didn't change, but people's perception of you did. It's all about like how people perceive you. If they perceive you as confident, they'll come to you and you won't have to engage. Like, and I probably do this wrong. I haven't responded to comments of mine in months because I'm like, ah, it's, it, ah, it's too boring, right? But um, I do share my wins and I, I do work hard at what I do. I'm proud of what I do and I share a lot of it. And then like people come to me in a, in a way. So it's, it's a game of showing that you're the cool guy. You don't want to be part of the clicks when the clicks come to you. Be the cool guy. Yeah, I dig it. Well, one of the things I want to talk about with you, and I don't think most people get this from Twitter, like you have to be comfortable with the grind and going through and writing a thousand tweets and realizing one of them is probably going to matter more than all the other ones combined. Right. And like, I think people get discouraged because they're like, wait, I just tweeted and nobody cared. And if like, if I look at my like impressions or like connections or follower base, like it's like four tweets, like four threads have made all the difference. Yeah. Like, so like, how do you, how do you coach people like think through that, like power law outcome? Or is it just as simple as like, yeah, dummy, that's how it works. And people should just understand that. It's just as simple as that. Just, I, like I said, tweet more and tweet well, because you just never know. I had a thread, semi-viral 8,000 likes. Uh, I, I was about to delete that thread. I wrote that in a car while I was like full of nicotine in my blood system, but I was like, <laughs> okay. I think this is a good one, <laughs> but uh, I was about to delete it, but it didn't. Like, you just never know. You just never know. Like, the, the tweet you write with listening to Mozart with your four monitor setup will probably not be as good as the one you wrote on a walk in the middle of a workout on your phone sweating. You just, right. you just never know. So that's why you have to keep trying. I will say that if you wanted to make it more predictable, 
is you either do a thread or an auto DM. Auto DM is saying, uh, if you like, retweet or comment, we will send you something, right? Uh, like a, you could be a landing page, you could be a PDF, which Tweet Hunter has a feature for that. So try it out. But the other one is just threads because threads make it just, you said that most of your growth came from four threads. Dude, me too. So just write more. Yeah. Just, just write more. Like that's literally the answer. People like for a silver bullet, like, bro, no, just, just write more. Like I live with Dakota and uh, he grew 20 something thousand followers this month. I'm like, dude, yeah. what the hell did you do? He's like, I just wrote a thread every day. And like he, he got lucky in like two, two out of 30. Yeah. You just never know. Uh, two a day or one a day is impressive. I'm, I'm behind. I was, I was trying for eight a month and it's like, it's too much work. And I mean, the, the crazy thing for me and I, you know, I hang out with like other creators, like in a chat group. And when they found out, I edit my threads, five revisions, like their minds exploded. (laughs) Like it was super, I was like, well, I'm Gen X, man. I gotta like have correct punctuation and stuff. Like there's no way I can like put this out with like broken links in it and stuff. Like I just can't do it. Uh, but that's impressive, man. Like kudos to Dakota for doing yeah. that. I, I don't, man, I just don't have the time. But you have the time to uh, edit so it I, five times every thread? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I think I'm just being real. Like I, like for me, like I have, um, like I just want to put out quality stuff in everything I do. And if that means it takes longer or I just have to do less, like that's just what I'm going to do, right? And And I look back on like, every business I've ever started or anything like that, people ask like, okay, well, what's the exit? I was like, it's just going to be the best. And well, how long does that take? As long as it takes, like we just do it. So that's just, it's just how I'm wired. And I just got, <laughs> I stay true to it on Twitter. Respect. Um, Respect. And, and, and then sometimes I put Chili's memes up. So that, that is what it is. Um, so, so one thing I want to dig into, like a lot of people get on Twitter and like the attraction of negativity is so strong. Like, like, and you've tweeted about this, some like surrounding yourself with positive people and stuff like that. But like, like, how do you, how do you coach people out of this? Like bringing all their life's problems and dumping it on the universe and Twitter kind of thing. Like what, what, what advice would you have for those people? Uh, can you give me an example of what you've seen? Uh, like everyone in your pl- replies or my replies, <laughs> like this just being, well, I mean, I think there's people that that come on and they'll complain or they write, um, like, for example, I had a guy, um, I, you know, I was making a point in a tweet about vertical integration of businesses. And this guy comes along and he's like, Hey, if you would like to have a conversation with me and I can educate you on all this, um, like why you're wrong, like by all means reach out. And I was like, that's not constructive, like at all. Like it's just actually a negative demeaning, insulting thing. And I think a lot of people gravitate to those kind of like behaviors and it's, it, it's just not how to do things right on Twitter. If you want to like engage with people well, so, um, maybe I'm answering my own question, but it's just like, there just seems to be these people that show up and they just take out their anger on the universe by doing stuff like that. Like their insecurities and all that stuff shows up in their tweets and, and I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Yeah. So you're saying as a side of the creator, what should you do to not get affected by it? I mean, I think that's very interesting. Like that's, that's a complaint you hear from creators. Like, um, like they, the negativity just gets overwhelming. Like, how do you deal with it? If you're, you're publishing and somebody comes in and poops on you on a regular basis. Yeah. I, I will say that I have over 1000 people blocked 
because it's so so good it's just oh god i highly recommend it oh my god you say you say one negative thing you're getting blocked i don't give a shit because i just don't care yeah i probably block millionaires i don't give a shit because i'm i'm not taking it. so be be very very like lose on the block button because dude it's it's your brand like and that's one this uh second one is be um it's, it's just projection bro everybody's just projecting out to you they're like oh there's no way you couldn't make that money oh you just told me you're broke you, you just you, you just said you're you're poor to all my followers so that that's just what happened it's just projection so understand that it's it's not that serious i i also don't spend a lot of time on the timeline that's one and um and yeah i'm very like um I don't I don't think I have the strongest audience because I just block so many people and I'm very very like I'm quick to cut relationships with people like I have so many people like oh yeah let's work together sometime in the future and they're like subtweet me something I'm like no fuck you bro blocked I'm I'm just done <laughs> and no no not having just do it's it's just easier like what what are you supposed to do like I, like are you supposed to keep up with these people right so I have um no, I'm not gonna say this, but yeah. Anyway, block. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> block people. Yeah, block people. <laughs> that, I'm not gonna say this. Yeah, okay. Cool. So, is there any like advice in general with Twitter we haven't covered? I know we've gone through a bunch of different like aspects of it in terms of how to do it well, who it's for, all that kind of stuff. Anything that comes to mind that you're like, man, people really don't know this in general, and especially if you're a business owner that, and, and need to use the platform well. Uh, yeah. So the other day, someone asked me a really good question said, what do you know about Twitter that other people don't? And I responded that it's all a game of traffic and offers and people don't realize that. So right, let's say you're a, you're a dude and you want to get a girlfriend, right? So you get jacked, you get muscular, you get not needing, you're handsome, but then you just don't talk to girls at all and you don't get a girlfriend, right? So you, the offer, you are a good offer, but you're not getting any traffic, so you don't convert. Say, let's swap it around. Let's say you're a dude and you're like super skinny, super needy, super ugly. And, um, but you talk to 10 girls every day. You still don't have a girlfriend because you don't have a traffic problem. You have an offer problem. People focus too much on either. When you focus too much on traffic and too much on followers, you get the platitude account. You, want, you get the hustle mindset grindset accounts that have no credibility. And when you focus too much on offer, you get the really cool stuff, like really good threats that nobody sees. So you need mm -hmm. to figure out, okay, where am I standing? Do I have a traffic problem that people are not seeing my stuff enough? Or do I have an offer problem that I'm not giving the people what they want? So I just, when I see stuff through that lens, it just makes it so much simpler. In my opinion, do you have a traffic problem or do you have an offer problem? Offers are solved by writing better content, better threads, better stuff, Traffic problem is almost always bought by making connections or buying access, which is retweets. Yeah, take it. Um, so one of the things we're trying to do is build this podcast. What um, and it's going really well. Like we're top one percent podcast, and you know we have sponsors and all that stuff. What advice would you have for us vis-a-vis -vis this podcast and Twitter? Or it's okay to say you don't have any. <laughs> it's fine too. I, I really don't. I would say uh, get creators. Obviously, uh, like people would. The advice I have is just the one you already know. Get people with big followings and just interview them, post clips and stuff. 
but I I I have heard that uh, podcasts and stuff do better on TikTok and Instagram, so that might be worth looking into. Yeah. But uh, not not my area of expertise, bro. Yeah, dig it. Okay. Uh, two more questions. One, do you, same question, but for me personally, have you seen me do anything? You're like, oh, that guy should do that differently. Dude, aren't you like 90,000 followers? You have 93. You're clearly smarter than me. <laughs> but I'm addicted. So, uh, yeah. No, like, I would say, in general, write down what you th- what is impressive about you with figures and focus on, I, th- I want to really make this clear, focus on your threats, having a perceived value higher than the commitment of open. Don't just say what mm-hmm. you're sharing. Show people. If you don't open this, you're an actual idiot. Show that and people really, those really, really resonate. And um, so if you have a, if you have a connections and bigger accounts and, you know, you can get a retweet here and there, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, dig in. Well, and consider I'm, my goal in life is to always be learning and getting better. So consider the door open. If you see me do anything stupid, just text me because you have my number now. So yeah, you got it. Uh, super cool. So uh, in closing, you know, how we've talked a lot about Twitter, you know, the Tweet Hunter platform, how can our audience support you, follow you, follow your journey, um, become a customer, what, any, anything or multiple things they can do to, uh, to, to play along and be helpful. Yeah, for sure. So if you go on Twitter, you will find me at one JK Molina, O-N-E, JK Molina. And so usually my audience is like made up of two people. One is you're already rich. You want to build your business on Twitter. So you can DM me and we can see what I can do to help you grow, right? And the other one is you're figuring it out. You're just starting out and you're like, okay, I want to I go hard on this online income thing. Then try out Tweet Hunter. Like definitely try out Tweet Hunter. It's going to help you monetize. It has a guide. And the thing about that is everything that I told you is like 10% of what we have in the guide. And we do not let you use the software until you read exactly how you can make more money than you pay us. So go to tweethunter.io and you'll get that. So uh, depending on what, where you are in the journey, hit me up and I'll be glad to help. But yeah, this has been a great time. All right, man. I enjoy it. It's good to talk to you in person and uh, look forward to following your journey. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me.